Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Episode number four of Lunchtime in Rome. Uh, we are sans Brian today, so it's just Eric and Jay. It's so sad. It is so sad. I'm so sad. I keep looking over. He's not there. He's not there. His chair's gone. Um, I hope he comes although back. Although I can like adjust the audio a little bit better. That's more convenient. Oh, that's So maybe, better. maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll keep him out. No, just kidding. Oh, that's terrible. Truly do miss him. Um, I do. And I hope he's having a good time. He's in California for work, and he loves California, so I hope... I've heard the California loves him. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so mm. let's uh, get into today's episode of Lunchtime in Rome. Right, Eric. We call it Lunchtime in Rome for for really for two reasons. Right. One, we focus on in the Bible. Romans twelve fifteen says, "Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn." If more people do, did that, they wouldn't feel alone, and that's what people struggle with is feeling alone. And if you look at it, Rome. 1215, well, that's lunchtime in Rome. And the second reason is, what do you do if you're in Rome and it's lunchtime? You hang out, you talk, you, you talk about life, and you just relax. And that's what this podcast is. So we were going to remind you of that each week so that you first-time listeners don't go, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now you got it. You know, you know what I really appreciate about doing the show? All of it. All of, well, all of it, yes. Yes, but, that was a good segment. <laughs> um, is it, it forces us to get together each week, it which does. is really enjoyable because we could do other things, right? But like the, you're like whoever's listening, this is pretty much what it would be like talking with us, like you know. Yeah, really, that's how it is. Pull up a seat. Yeah. you're here at the table, and it's, you're just not very noisy. Right. It's <laughs> right. it's just Eric and, and I dominating and the conversation. Yeah, and you're not interrupting, or you're in the booth next over, and you're just and you're going. What are they talking about? Yeah, but now, it, it's nice, and it's nice because our families get it. Yeah, and it's they, real. Right. So, but if we, I mean, we could be doing my family's at shopping at Target right now. Yeah, Target, not a sponsor. Not yet. Not yet, but they could be. <laughs> they could be. But, and I would go with them, and it would be great. But they're like, oh, you have the podcast tonight. Great. Like, they value it. It's important. So it's both scheduled and excused right? at the same time. And we get to hang out, and we get to talk. Yeah. Which is fun. It is fun. Um, so food this food. week. Food. We One, always talk about food. We always talk about food. I got food. You got food. I got food. Talk about some food. Um, so I work in uh, the digital marketing department at American Eagle Outfitters. And this past week, uh, Google, the Google. The. The Google. Not one. Um, treated us to really? lunch. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, we use paid advertising as one of the methods that we, we use in our marketing. And uh, they know how rough it can be going through Black Friday and Cyber Monday in retail, and you know it's a, it's a lot. So and the, they want to keep you away from Bing, <laughs> right? As much as possible. That's right. Um, not a, not a sponsor, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know if they could sponsor. I don't know if they could afford it. Uh, oh. Hey, oh, zing, oh, zing on um, Bing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But they ordered us food from a place called Bluebird Kitchen. The Bluebird Kitchen in Pittsburgh. I'm not familiar. 
it must be good food. Dude, it was, they got us flank steak. No. Yes. Yes. And it comes like, came out like in the, the catered, um, like aluminum bins with the heaters. Ooh, like aluminum. Oh, I love aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, some like seasoned chicken that was just really good. And then what, what I appreciated was like right now, Amy and I are, are like cutting back on the carbs and sugar um, and, you know, and grains and all that. So they had all these kind of side vegetable dishes that were just like straight up veggies and just good seasoned and, and with yet some oil. were delicious. Right. Like oh. just fantastic, healthy, healthy food. Um, and they do have like a, a bakery. I guess one of they have two locations. And I think one is more of a bakery than, than the other one. Mm. Um, so they did include like a plate full of like what looked like amazing cookies. So looked like yes. you did not partake. No. Oh, if I w- if it wouldn't ruin the mics, I would clap for you, They're my right. friend. <laughs> Dude, because cookies are a weakness. Dude, oh. I'm not like a candy guy. Like right. I don't hate candy, but I like ice cream. Ice cream. I do like ice cream, but also like it makes my stomach hurt a little. So you could bit. do without. Yeah, like like yeah. I, but a cookie. Oh man, I love a good cookie. What now? Were there like nice rolls and things like that? Um. See, that's me. Like, they did have bread, but I didn't. I didn't get any. Didn't attract you. No. See, I, I could never, I probably won't. I don't know that I'll ever eat another cookie. I don't care. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I do the gluten-free thing and everything else, but I don't miss that. But but, yeah. a, but a nice Mancini's Ooh, bun. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, dude, or, like, you know, yeah, in Pittsburgh, the Mancini's is, is the best. And, like, man, if, if you have a place that makes, like, their hoagies or subs on Mancini bread, you dude, could, the, the bread makes it. You could put a nice little flip-flop in between there. Bologna. It would be a good hoagie. Still great. Be a good Still hoagie. great on Mancini bread. Mancini's. Not a sponsor. Not yet. That's right. Um, so, yeah, that's that was me. What about you? My Food goodness. I, I, you know, I do all the cooking in our house, and we get in a rut because my family's not a big pork family. My, my boy Joe is. He would mm-hmm. eat. He'll eat anything I make, really. But Rachel and Bella, not so much. And, you know, we do the skinless, boneless. And so pretty much we're a chicken thigh family. And yeah. they like burgers, like I talked about last week, making burgers. But every once in a while, I'll rock out a little uh, taco. I'll Ooh, do a little taco. Yeah. We'll do a taco salad because right. we don't even bother with the shells. Yeah. Joe will crumple up a ton of tortilla chips and just make it into this crunch fest that he does. But in the last two days, we've gone through over three and a half pounds of ground beef between the four of us. Even with the recall? Even, dude, we put romaine. I want romaine. I didn't care. It just got, everyone said it's okay now. And I'm like, hey, I live on the edge, baby. Yeah. I mean, you may as well put me on a hang glide with. (laughs) With no harness on. No harness. (laughs) But, and this is another development in my my cooking game. Uh, So the family's going to Target and they said, what can the kids get you for Christmas? Which, Mm. sort of an inside joke, not even, just a joke about me is I want almost nothing. Right, and it's so frustrating mm-hmm. for Rachel. Like, what do you want for Christmas? Mm. I'm good. Yeah, thanks. And for a while, then Christmas would come, and we'd open the presents, and I'd be like, "Oh, is that all you got me?" Yeah. Uh. Like, I mean, I, there's nothing I want, but I wished I got more. And but I'm not at the point. Like, I really think I could pull off getting nothing and just being like, "Boy, that's awesome. That's yeah." Great. But I told the family, I said, "Listen, get me some large containers." that I can put my spices in mm. because I still do everything each time. Like taco seasoning, I don't buy taco seasoning. Right. Uh, mostly because everything has flour in it. Yeah. But so all my spice, like I have four. four and you're gluten-free. We've talked four. about that, right? Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned it, but we haven't talked right. about it. Right, but we'll, that's we'll why. We'll get to that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I have over five different kinds of chili powder 
in my house and I'll use them for different things and I'm learning which ones I go with what. So every time I make the chicken that Brian loves and that yeah. you enjoy oh, love it. on Tuesday nights, yeah. I make up a spice blend. I make up a spice blend. Well, at mm. some point, the smart person goes, what if I just made a lot right. of this? And it would be my chicken blend. Yeah. And I would have my own taco oh, seasoning man. and everything else. This is how so small that I businesses start. I can't believe it's that special. So, but but yes, sure. Dude, so, Jay Spices is going to sponsor the show Jay someday. Spices. <laughs> I don't know. We're pretty tough. We're chintzy. You know, I, wanna, I hate to break it to you, but uh, we're more online. Stuff. Right, right, right. A lot of SEO stuff. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, right. I wouldn't understand. Pretty techy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my next venture. Is I'm, but, I, but I'm scared because I, you know, I don't, I'm sort of, like I said, I'm a field cook. Yeah. So if I'm going to make a whole court, like I can't unseparate the spices. If right, I make right. them and go, oh, that wasn't right. And right. so now it's, so I have to like make one teaspoon, one quarter teaspoon, and then go, okay, multiply by seven and make a big gross amount. You know, I often wonder like about like the people that create like an actual recipe mm-hmm. and like, all right, they make this version. Okay. I use two teaspoons of this and this one, and then one teaspoon of it and this one and blah, 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 blah. And be like, do they keep track and they mark everything? And like, do they do like all that analytical cooking kind of or thing? Or do they try it with, you know, what if we just did three quarters instead of a full teaspoon of, you know, Mexican oregano? What if we used regular oregano? Let's do a quarter teaspoon right. regular oregano, three quarter. I guess they do. I, they have to, right? But it's got to be so pricey because you're wasting so much product. Oh, so much. But that's why they do it. That's right. We They do a lot do of things. They do right. a lot of studies. They do a lot of testing. You know, whoever they are, they do but it But they're the all. ones that do it. Right. So that's okay because yeah. they know. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, food, fantastic. But so seasoning... You make your own seasoning. Um, well, even this past weekend, yeah. I here you always have a little bowl of it, like going. Well, I have, have I like keep, a salt. And I keep the salt and pepper separate. Yeah. And I keep it out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just because why wouldn't you? Because you use it so much. So it's a pinch of this, a pinch of that, whatever. It's just right yeah, there. Right. But here's how: either really cool or really dorky. I'm not sure which it is. I tried to be, which is, I have an herb garden. Yeah. And I had some thyme and some Mexican oregano, and I, I mean, an overabundance because I just don't use it all that often. But there's a member of our church who told me that she buys tons of appliances she never used, one of which, uh, Denise Hoffman, by the way, um, was a food dehydrator. Mm. And I used it once for the ghost peppers that I made Ooh. that I turned into a I chili powder. Ooh, yeah. So if, if we're counting that as a chili powder, I guess I have over six. But that is insanity. I mean, one time, one flick even burns a hole in your tongue. I didn't even try it. But anyhow, so now I was like, wait, I could dehydrate my own fresh thyme and rosemary and turn it into a dried spice. Yeah. Put it in the house with the ghost peppers when I did it. I did it outside because of the fumes. But this, I'm like, hey, it'll smell beautiful. Smell like rosemary. rosemary. I love rosemary. the smell of rosemary. Yeah, but I didn't do rosemary. Yeah. Smell like thyme. Smell like uh, Mexican oregano. So I, I set it up, and it's you got layers and everything else, and I put it in. I left and went did some shopping, and I came back in, and Rachel's just staring at me. And I was like, what? Oh, it didn't smell so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then there I am trying to, like, pull the, the teeny tiny leaves, and, like, some were burned, and some were... And I just sat there going, you know, some people buy spices. They, they don't. So I don't know if it was a spice fail. I mean, I still kept it. I mean, I figured the... the I think it's interesting. I think it's just learning about food science. Food science. Right? I'm not a, oh, what do they call Gastro, gastro, oh. No, <laughs> gastro technology. No, it's food science. It's yeah. like the people that do like liquid nitrogen. 
uh, over a cream and it makes it ice cream in two seconds. Okay. Um, Sounds like chemistry. <laughs> and how they use the different like uh, dextro, mal, uh, plop, 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 that'll make food become a little bit thicker and just different food science mm, that goes yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, somebody, if anybody's listening that knows, they're screaming right now <laughs> at their phone. It's, you idiot! <laughs> Um, but anyhow, so yeah, I'm not a food science guy. I mean, it's, but I'm with you. It's learning how it works. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, I probably stuffed it too full. And so some was still raw and some was burnt. And Did you appreciate the process? Sure. Nah, that's a no. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you sit there going, there's an easier way to do this. Yeah. And I don't know it. Right. You know, I'm sitting on the kitchen floor stripping things of time and then you just get frustrated so you just crumble it up including the stems and yep. you're like it'll be good it'll yeah. be fine it's <laughs> it'll taste be fresh good. it'll be good it'll be good it'll be fine um but it was good yeah but i think that's cool it is so we talked about but other than that right. is something going on what's going on your update in general in life right. before we get to any learning right um I've got two, so I can go one, you go one, then come back to me. I've got a hurt Ooh. this week. A physical hurt. Oh. Why what? does that make me a little bit less sad? It <laughs> makes me kind of wonder if I'm going to laugh. <laughs> no, I, got, I had to go to the dentist. I went, I went to the dentist. Today? No, yes, Tuesday. Uh, I went today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a wisdom tooth that, like, cracked. Oh. And it's, like, exposed right now. Oh, does it hurt? Uh, not when I have ibuprofen in my system going. Oh. Um. But I'm gonna have it removed after the new year. Uh, he, Dennis gave me some some antibiotics, and I should be good to go. But yeah, it's it's been pretty uncomfortable. Are you a regular dentist guy? No, and that's like <laughs> <laughs> all the shame in your life. <laughs> no, no, um, no. But I I think this is the year that I'm gonna really start. Um, taking, taking, well, yeah, I, sh I gotta brush them. <laughs> I can't just like rub sugar all over my teeth all morning. Um, no, I, you know, Amy and I are, are new parents. We have new baby and, you know, going through one of those life phases of gotta, teaching her how to floss. <laughs> right. right. bleeds. Um, I gotta take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I gotta do do, I got to do better at gotta that. Got to do better. All um, phases. Right. So it's I'm just kind of hitting one of those moments where, yeah, I should take care of my teeth a lot better than I do. Are um, you a regular flosser is no, the question. No. No. I am a regular brusher. I have an electric toothbrush, well, and I love it, and it does a great job of cleaning my teeth. Um, and I've actually been complimented for, like, the, every five years that I do go to the dentist. They're like, I can't believe you haven't been here because your teeth, like, there are remarkably like so no cavities. I don't I don't think so because I don't have any like tooth pain. Right. Well, I can refute that. Right. I mean, I don't know a lot. Of, I don't know a lot about teeth. The one thing I do <laughs> not know, not a tooth guy. Right. I'm not. I'm not a tooth guy. <laughs> but um, the one thing I, I do know is that, you know, the the health of your your teeth and gums does affect um, your heart and and other things. You know. So and my my grandfather died. When he was in his 40s from a heart attack, I never met him. My mom's dad. Wow. Um, so. Do you get regular checkups? I go to the doctor every year. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely do that. I have to because I have to get blood work done because I had gastric bypass. Right. So I got to make sure all my numbers are good. So I do I, I Make do sure that. your gastric is still bypassing. Right, right. right. Yes, that's what they call it. <laughs> um, 
gastro. No, I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, we're back to the gastro. <laughs> back to the gastro. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that happened this week. Um, so not real exciting. Not real excited about it. But I, I opted to, to go a little bit longer if I can stand the pain. He, of course, called. He told me to if, it, it's, if it's unbearable, call me and, and right. squeeze you in. But um, if I can make it through Christmas with... Have you ever had any other wisdom teeth out? Yeah, I have one out on the... So this one's my, my bottom right. I had my bottom left out before, but I, didn't, I had it out in the office. I didn't go to ortho, uh, uh, ortho surgeon or whatever right. um, to have it extracted. And this will be the same thing. So I don't have to go under. I don't have to do the gas or whatever. Right. Just so, yank it. Yeah, it'll just numb me up real good. I actually prefer that. Right. Yeah. I went Tuesday uh, because apparently it was a year ago where I broke a tooth um, and they fixed it temporarily. And yeah. he said, we're going to have to put a crown on this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll come back right after. It was like just after Thanksgiving or before. He's like, come after the new year. It'll last till then. Um, and I didn't have dental insurance. And he said, you know, it'll be $650. And I said, right. So I'll see you when it breaks again. <laughs> well, nay, nay. Because it broke the day before we went on vacation. Oh. And I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't hurt. Right. So then we just kept tabling it. And, yeah. And I just sort of That's like. That's what happened to me. Yeah. And so now, because Rachel went back to work full time, we've got some dental insurance. Somehow, if this compromises my insurance, this just happened. Yeah. It wasn't a year ago. Yeah. It's not a pre-existing condition. Right. If they're listening. Right. But I don't think they are. Yeah. Whatever. But anyhow, so I went, you know, the other day, but he had to give me a full visit, and I haven't been in years. I yeah. Mean, you know, whatever. And he's scraping the plaque, and it's like, you know, you're like, ting! <laughs> it's like bouncing all over the room, <laughs> which was great. And it turns out I've got two cavities, but see, I like to group them. So they're like right next to each other. And again, oh, I didn't go. feel it. Yeah. I didn't know I had any cavities, yeah. but yeah. I mean, he showed me and I was like, oh, that's cavity. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I only have to get one shot of Novocaine for that. And then he said, uh, but we got some issues with your gums. And I'm like, no, we don't. I floss all the time. I oh. have no pain. Whatever oh. else he goes, oh, yeah, you have some receding gum lines. He goes, and he goes, oh, and there's another tooth in there. He says it's a little bit dark, which I had noticed. And I was like, hmm. But he goes, that you had an old root canal, and they didn't do it right. Mm. He said, so we're going to have to put a crown on that one as well. Mm. And I was like, oh, great. I appreciate that. And he goes, so we'll do those two crowns, and we'll do the... And it's so funny, for people who've never met me right now, they're like, that man's got a garbage can mouth right there. <laughs> Moonraker at best. He's never... But he said, to... I said, well, look, what's up with my gums? What, are they... what do you mean? And he showed me this and why it's dangerous, and all your teeth will fall out, and you're going to be, you know, all that stuff. And he said, well, if you, you know, he goes, there's a lot of reasons. He said, tell me about your flossing. And I said, I floss every day. Yeah. I said, I floss hardcore, maybe right. you, multiple you times. You are a hardcore flosser. I appreciate that. Yeah. And he said, your whole life? And I said, no, it's when I got those Invisalign, Invisalign, which is a tray uh, brace instead of getting braces. There's yeah. these plastic right. trays, which are great. Invisalign, a wonderful way to not get braces. <laughs> Potentially a sponsor, but not, not. <laughs> and I said, since I did that, he goes, when was that? And I said, well, about 10 years ago. And he goes, so you didn't floss really for the first 35 years of your life? He goes, well, that's why right there. And I was like... Bro, I'm like, do you know how many people floss every day? Like, right. Don't be such a dentist. Right. I mean, not that that's an insult, but like, yeah. bro, we don't all. So that was my dental visit. I would love to know the percentage of people that actually flosses. I don't know. On on a, like that have done it their whole life. Oh, on a regular, maybe 05 percent of the whole. Wow, population. I was going to say five. <laughs> So I knew the number was in the air. I just got the wrong decimal point. <laughs> right, right. It's actually. No, I, yeah. It's, Did you say 0. 0.5? Yeah. So when you mean 0. 0.05? It's 
point five oh, percent. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it'd be like point oh oh five. Oh, uh, no. if out of like a hundred, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Not whatever. Many. Not just, many. Right. Not many. I guarantee it's not many. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, who knew we fell into the same dentist thing this week? That's crazy to me. It what is else? Crazy. Is there anything else going on? Mine were both sort of child school related. I had uh, Bella's. <gasps> Why the gasp? Well, no, you said school, and I forgot to say, like, I think it's exciting. We we were watching the news. Um, you know, with Penn Hills going to the the championship, state, state championship. championship. Our local high school team has made it for the first time since 1995 yeah. to the state championships. And uh, it's in Hershey, PA. 95, that's the year Brian graduated. It is true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. On his third try. Oh, that's oh, not nice. Man, he's not, he's here. not even here. Well, I wouldn't have said it if he was here. As it is. He's yeah, they're going to state championships. And, it's, and what's nice about this team is they're not just very... Very good at football. I mean, yeah. hilarious athletes. Yeah. Like, there's so, like there's times where a guy's coming around the end, and he's not even at the line of scrimmage. And I do the PA announcing, as you know, for yeah. our school. Yeah. And I once almost said right into the mic, "Bye," because <laughs> I knew it, and he was gone. He gone. I mean, but they're great guys. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's a couple kids, but I mean, yeah. you think football, and you're like, "Oh, football, football." Right. <laughs> I mean, these guys come to my girls' volleyball matches. Yeah. They're well, they were just, being interviewed. They sounded awesome. They're outstanding. Yeah. I mean, they're outstanding. And I've I mean, seen, like, other people give them, like, really great compliments. From other schools. Yeah. There was one their, written from yeah. a kid named Corey Thomas, uh, this lady from the school, Archbishop Wood, from uh, outside of Philly, Super Powerhouse School that we beat in the semifinals, wrote a letter saying how our guys were, you know, showed such sportsmanship throughout the whole game. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, her son, who was on the team, was crying in the end zone. And our player went over, Corey, picked him up, gave him a big hug and, and patted him on the head and just how much that meant to them and yeah. how classy it was. And our school doesn't always get the greatest publicity around right. Pittsburgh and everything else. So to have this has been a wonderful experience. Man, focusing on some good news for once is just... It's so nice. Yeah, it is. And so what's funny is people say to me, are you going to the game? Right. Are you going? You're going to go, right? You're going to go to the game, right? And the way I explain it is... Um, <laughs> It's not a hot ticket item in my family. <laughs> you know, my Bella, my 13-year-old daughter, it's about the last thing she would want to do. Right. Rachel would love to be there for the community. Yeah. Um, she doesn't like it if it's under 60 degrees. <laughs> and it's supposed to be about 22. And it's a four-hour drive away. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a hard sell. And I said to, to somebody just today, I saw at the Lost and Found Pharmacy, which is a great Christian pharmacy in Penn Hills, um, I, somebody asked me, and I said, listen, it's also a soda fountain. I was getting ice cream from a boy. And uh, I said, listen, I don't choose to spend my leadership equity as father of this household on this investment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and make the family go do this and spend eight hours in the car and three hours in the cold. Yeah. I don't think I want to use it on that. You know, maybe. Uh, boy, and money. Because you're not, gonna stay overnight, and it's turnpike, you know, right? Or, or you come right back, and then you. Wreck, well, you got to go to Hershey Park because you're you're out there. You got to go to Hershey Park while you're out there. Well, I don't know if you know this, but it is December. Right, but they still do the inside tour and all that. Oh, the Hershey music, the Hershey right. factory. Right, right, right. I apologize, but yeah, so we're not going. But it is a great story, mm -hmm. and it's. I hope it ends with a win. Oh, I me really too. Do. That would be so awesome. It's very well deserved, and. Uh, bah. 
what, what's the phrase I always use? I, it sucks to lose, I think is the phrase. <laughs> I, I, I dug that one up. I, uh, it might be scripture. I don't Old think proverb, it is. Maybe? It, it could be. Second opinions, um, first one. But the other two for me were just school related where uh, I took Bella, or I didn't take Bella, I went to the school today for our, it's called a GIEP meeting, a Gifted Individual Education Plan yeah. meeting. And the only thing, I mean, Bella does great and everything else, but Bella has this math phobia anxiety that I started noticing about eight years ago. I coach mm. volleyball and I would have girls who were gifted, who were in you know the level advanced mathematics. And we would do an individual drill, and then I'd line them up and say, okay, what's your score? And what's the high score? 36. Okay. All right, everybody, subtract your number from 36, the high score, multiply it by two, and you owe that many push-ups. And these girls would get down on their knees and draw 36 minus into the dirt, the mm -hmm. dirt under the floor. Yeah. Because they had to visually see their fingers doing it. Yeah. And it's 36 minus 20 times two. Right. I hope you would help. It's not calculus. And these girls were just freaking out. Yeah. And it has continued really over the last eight years. And so it was one of my questions for the gifted coordinator. I said, you know, Bella suffers from this as well. Yeah. You know, and as does many other gift. And Bella gets an A. Right. She's taking, she is a smart kid. She's taking geometry as yeah. an eighth grader. Right. You know, and yet and gets an A. But yet, what's nine times seven? <laughs> no clue. Yeah. Couldn't begin to have a clue. Right. And it was funny because she just looked at me and she went, Common Core. <laughs> she said they made it entirely too difficult to do math trying to make it easier. And she explained, you know, it's all about grouping. And I'm like, right, what? Right. And she said, if you do eight plus seven, what is that? And I said, and I looked at her and she goes, well, the way you're supposed to do it is you group. So you go up to the next one, which is 10, because 10 plus five is easier than eight plus seven. So you group eight into 10, and then you group the seven down to, to five, and that makes 15. And I was just looking at her and she goes, that's why they're not very good at math. And again, we're a political free zone here right. at the lunchtime in Rome, but, and she said, they've already started to phase away from it. But I remember fourth grade, Mr. Thompson. Yeah. I'm standing in front of the class. And I've got to recite my multiplication, multiplication tables. Multiplication tables, yep. And the fear and the anxiety. And yet, guess what I did? You did it. I memorized my yeah. uh, multiplication tables. Yeah. And when you were done, if you got it right, you know what you got? Watermelon Jolly Rancher. Ooh, snap. Guess what they're not doing now in school? Giving out watermelon. Can't jelly. even have candy. <laughs> oh. Can't even have candy. Man, I do remember mm. we used to have competitions of like the – like. Um, teacher would write out you know a bunch of different uh, multiplication tables on the board and then like we would have people like fill them out as fast as possible Ooh. you know yeah i mean it was just one of those things it's like it's just exercising your brain and i do understand the idea of hey there's more than one way to get to an answer if like and and i un i totally understand that i don't understand carmen core math no nope yeah. nope 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 nah. uh speaking of competitions joe wants and this is years ago, and you have to understand, Joe last year received the ninth grade award for the best English student in his entire grade. Whoa. But it was, let's say, three years ago, spelling bee. Yeah. Old school spelling bee. Yeah. First question he gets, he fails. Oh. What was the question? What was the word? Joe. Folded. <laughs> Folded. The irony. <laughs> I did not emotionally respond well oh! because when he told me, I just started screaming, laughing. Oh, it was so outstanding. I'm like, man. you folded. You folded. You oh. couldn't spell it, but you did it. 
<laughs> and you know, Eric, when I look back, that might be a hurt. Oh, man, that is a hurt. And what I have to ask is yeah. where would that hurt have gone in Joe? Ooh. And you know where we can look? We can look in his cup. Well, that uh, could be confusing. Right. Perhaps his emotional cup. Right. Yes. And that is what we're talking about today. Is it, and when we say emotional cup, it's an illustration for where hurt goes. You know, we've talked before about how people don't say, at best they say, well, that hurt my feelings. Right. Great. And then we talked about well, a hurt is an emotional need, a specific emotional need that is not met or taken from you. So now we go to, okay, great. Now I've been hurt. Where does the hurt go? Right. And so if you will, in the bottom of a cup are all these hurts. And again, they're micro, meaning a one-time hurt. Mm-hmm. And they're macro, a series of hurts given a similar topic. So imagine, we talked about this illustration before, a girl walking in the mall with her boyfriend and she goes to reach for his hand and he pulls his hand away. That's a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. The example I use just as an illustration is a, a literal example. And that was when I was 12. Um, my Brady Bunch family that I thought was perfect. I'm the youngest of five, mom and dad, everything's good. Well, it turns out dad was having an affair mm -hmm. and he was leaving our family. And then he moved back and then he said, well, I need my family. So we moved back in. But then he said, I need to seek my own happiness. So he moved back out. And so for the next four years, five years, four years, four and a half years, every few months, he would move back in and he would move back out. Okay, so that's a, an example of, you know, on a macro level, multiple hurts, but given the same topic. Right. So they're all hurts. Both cases, they're hurts. The first place hurts go is to anger. And what's interesting is that's the only biblical response. That's the only uh, godly, I should say, yeah. response to a hurt because Jesus got angry. Right. And the Bible is very clear. It says, in your anger, do not sin. And do you know where it says that in the Bible? Man. No. In the Bible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I quote scripture. <laughs> and I'm a pastor. So it allows for anger, but the key is to not sin in your anger. Right. And Jesus got angry, didn't sin. Um, so the first place it goes is anger. And the thing is, the four different places that it goes, it's not as if it does go to each or it goes to each equally. Right. And you will find as you look at your life and you look at different hurts that you reside, your hurts reside more in one of these places than the other. You might be super angry person. Mm -hmm. Well, then most of your hurts go right into anger and hunker down and stay right there. Yeah. So imagine this girl's in the mall with her friend, with her boyfriend. He pulls his hand away when she tries to grab for it. She's like, what? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Not going to hold my hand. Right. You know, for me, I became, it was summer of sixth grade when I found out my dad was leaving. And if I look back, seventh grade, like I was a real jerk. Like that's when I became a real jerk. Why? I was an angry little boy, mm -hmm. young man, little boy. Right. So first place it goes is to anger. And the second place it goes is fear. Mm -hmm. And so if you imagine that girl as she's now later on, you know, she wants a hug from her boyfriend and she thinks, wait a minute, last time I tried to get some affection from him, he pulled back. What if he pushes me away when I try to hug him? Right. And the fear sets in. For me, every day, I remember walking over the hill, coming home, and looking to see if my dad's car was going to be there and wondering, is he going to be home today? Mm. Is he coming home today? Fearful that he wouldn't come home. Mm. 
So after that, okay, you've got anger, you've got fear, and the next one is, and this is, this is I'm, I reside a lot in here, which is guilt. Uh-huh. So the girl's like, well, you know what? He wanted to make out last night, and I didn't want to make out with him, so now it's my fault why he won't hold my hand. It's my fault that he won't hug me, probably. Yeah. And so she blames herself, and we see a lot of that, yeah. especially in that exact situation. I feel that way a lot. You're a big guilt guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, we talked about that last week with your dad. Then mm-hmm. here's your dad who moves away yeah. through the work week. Yeah. And then there you are shaving for the first time. He feels bad and you feel like it's your fault. Right. That's guilt. Yep. There's a hurt. Hurt from your dad being gone. Hurt from you looking at your dad feeling sad thinking it's my fault. Right. It's my fault. Meanwhile, you're just a kid trying to survive. Right. But it's where the hurt went. Double hurt. For me, it's like, well, you know what? I've always asked for my dad's attention because he keeps saying I have to seek my own happiness. So clearly he's not happy here. Mm. So it must be my fault mm. because my other older brothers and sisters, they're all doing their own thing mostly. You know, some are at yeah. this point, you know, 22, 20, 19 in college. You know, so clearly it's my fault. Mm. I'm the reason. Wow. And then we go to my one where I really, really reside in. And that's called self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. It's different from guilt. You might think it's guilt, but it's not. Mm. It's not saying it's my fault. It's saying I don't deserve to have that need met. Man, yeah. I think you and I are a lot alike in that. I, I reside in there a lot too. Why, why would I? Why, I guess I just don't, you know, I don't qualify. Right. I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that gets to have a dad who lives at home. Right. You know, right. the, speaking of similarities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that it's my fault. It's not anything else. It's just I'm one of those kids that doesn't get to have a dad at home, and I just, I'm just i not good enough to have that kind of a, a blessing. And here we are to the girl in the mall. Well, my boyfriend treats me like crap. Well, you know, it's the best I can do. Right. I mean, goodness, how many relationships, boys and girls, men and women, settle for something that they never should right. because they feel so much self-condemnation. I'm just not worth more than that. Right. I'm not worthy of it, yeah. I'm not worthy of it. Um, and that's not something people really talk about is self-condemnation. Right. I don't think. We talk about anger. Yep. Talk about fear. Yep. We understand guilt. But just that I don't deserve this isn't really something that is Because I don't think it resides on the surface like the others. Like it's not as easily, unless somebody's open and honest talking about it or it's somehow they're making it obvious, but like anger is obvious. You know, right. somebody's angry. It's easy to tell that they're angry. Right. You know, they're either not talking to you and giving you the silent treatment, <laughs> or they're yelling at you <laughs> because they're angry. And then if you're really good at some reflective listening, you say, it sounds like you're angry. <laughs> right. Dad, come right <laughs> And if they're fearful, you know, do you want to do something? No. No. <laughs> Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? It's like, no, I'm just very sure. They're, you know, full of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, in guilt, we know those. We know those people. We are those people, right? But yeah, self condemnation. Plus, it's a little trickier. It's a little bit different. It's a little nuanced. Yeah, and it's not talked about. Like we said, it's not talked about a lot. So the illustration that you're making is, your cup is filled with things in your life, right? Hurts. Hurts in your life. Yes. And um, well, it could be full of good things too. It could be. Right. But that's what's supposed to be at the top. Right. But in your cup are hurts, and your cup can only fill up so much with those hurts, right? It keeps filling up. And when that cup fills up, those hurts have to come out somehow. 
They do. And they bubble over either in anger or fear or whatever. Something's going to come out and you're going to react to that hurt in some way if that emotional need is not being met. I would think of it, again, more on a overall macro level. Mm -hmm. All the hurts. Yeah. Not on a micro. Like, this happens, so this comes out. Yeah. So it's... The hurts are on the bottom, yeah. and they push into anger. They push into fear, whatever one gotcha. you have more of. I do think we do touch on all of them for the most part. Sure. But at the very top, so if these are layers, the very top layer of your cup, you're supposed to have joy. You're supposed to be happiness. Yes. And yet if these hurts, which don't go out any which way, shape, or form, keep building up and up and up and up, now there's no room for joy. Right. And that's why, and, and as I was teaching this once, uh, a friend of mine said, I'll say it, Sean McCartney, um, who's on staff with Young Life in Wheeling, West Virginia. Young Life, a great teenage youth outreach ministry. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sponsor of the show. <laughs> he said to me, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I said, why? He goes, oh, because great things will happen to me. And I go, well, I should be happy. I'm not, but I should be happy. And he goes, because I can guarantee you my cup is full to the brim mm. with hurts. Mm. So then what spills out are the manifestations of those hurts through those four places, anger, fear, guilt, and self-condemnation. So things that come out of the top of the cup are things like, you know, uh, addictions. Mm -hmm. Things like being obsessive compulsive. Mm -hmm. Things like rage. Things like violence. Things like sleeplessness and anxiety disorders. But also things like perfectionism and escaping not only into drugs or alcohol or food, mm -hmm. but into work and even achievement. Sure. And so you see somebody, you know, I remember I did Young Life out in Penn Trafford, and I remember seeing a kid at a football game, and he was bombed out of his brain, and he wasn't really that kid. And so I pulled him aside, and we're talking, and it was one of those great conversations where I could have just laughed because he was just so bombed. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, what's going on? And he goes, man, he goes, I just... I mean, I got a 4.3. I made sure I lettered in three sports, but I didn't get into an Ivy League school. And my parents are just so disappointed in me. Mm. And so what's coming out? So one, he has overachieved in life. Yeah. He's put all his expectations of his parents and the hurts that come from not meeting his need for approval or belonging mm -hmm. into achieving. Now you throw in the hurt of didn't get into the school mm. and the reaction that's coming. And so now what's coming out of his cup is alcohol and escaping and trying to numb the pain. Yeah. And we all have different ways that that manifests itself. Sure. But I think the easiest way to describe it is look at what's coming up in a couple of weeks is New Year's. And what does everybody make? Oh, uh, promises. New Year's resolutions. Right. Okay, whatever your New Year's resolution is, I'm pretty much going to guarantee that's a result, that behavior, that mm. thing you want to get rid of in your life yep. is a result of um, unresolved hurts. Yeah. Um, and what really makes me angry is this is a trick um, that the enemy, the devil, Satan, call it what you want, um, that he plays on us. Because here you are saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. Right. And I want to lose this weight because I overeat. Or I'm going to go to bed earlier because I'm not getting enough sleep. Right. Or whatever your resolution is. I'm going to stop doing this sin. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. Well, you're going to try to do it. Right. But you're not getting rid of the reason why you do it. Right. Which are the hurts that have not been resolved in your life. They right. haven't been healed. Right. So you're going to fail. 
Right. If there's any given in life, it's that New Year's resolutions fail. Yeah. Because you're just trying to change the behavior, but you're not trying to, you're not realizing you need to fix the cause of the behavior. Right. Because how many people are like, this is going to be the year. This is it. I'm really going to do I'm it gonna this do time. It. And then you don't. And guess what that becomes? Another hurt. Another hurt. <laughs> and now that goes right into self-condemnation. Right. Well, not I'm good. not good enough. Right. I'm not good enough to not be a drug addict, a, you know, whatever it is. Right. And what's why I say it makes me so angry is, and again, you can you can believe in the Bible or not. It's, it's your world. Mm-hmm. But if you do and you go back into the Bible, the minute that, um, you know, Adam and Eve sinned, they felt shame. Mm-hmm. They felt self-condemnation and they realized they were naked and covered themselves up. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning of time, Satan's been playing that game with people. Mm. And so this January 2nd will begin his you know, victory lap again of making mm. people feel shameful mm-hmm. for something that they're not even aware is their problem, which is these base level hurts at the bottom of their emotional cup. Yeah. And so that's what hurts. That's where hurts go. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to point out, you know, the solution to that. We can do it briefly today. Yeah. But I think we need to do. We need Absolutely. to talk more about it. Because I was going to ask you, like, okay, if <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't recommend. Uh, Setting a New Year's resolution, what would you recommend people do this year if they want to do something, I if could, anything? I could glibly say yeah. sign up and continue listening to this podcast. I think that's a great goal. Become a, that's an easy one. Start contributing on a value-for-value value basis. Yes. But I won't say that. <laughs> what I will say is, and forget the calendar. Right. First of all, the, the solution, the only way that you can get rid of hurts is through comfort. Right. And we will talk next episode of the ways that society and the medical world to a large degree teaches and tries to get us to get rid of hurts. Yeah. And there's good purposes and there's good processes for for certain things. But the only way we get rid of a hurt is with comfort. And that's Again, found in Romans twelve fifteen, which is rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. To have a relationship with somebody else where a trusted loved one will join you in your emotion, not point you to the positive of it, not tell you how to fix it, but to join you to join with you in that emotion mm-hmm. is attaching comfort, and that's the only thing that will act as a drain mm-hmm. for the hurts in your emotional cup. Nothing else really takes care of it. And we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah. But it's so, if, again, is to continue to learn what this is, to learn how it impacts your life, and to learn what comfort is. Yeah. And to what does it look like and how does it feel and how do, why does it work um, is really what I would encourage people to do because yeah. nothing else really works. You know, no, it, uh, it really doesn't. One of my favorite scenes in the good old TV show Cheers, which today playing a trivia game, uh, it came up what, what, um, what city was Cheers based in? And it was Joe and Ben Davidson, a friend oh. of ours. And they both just stared at it. And oh. I was like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, I said, Beantown. And they were like, who? Uh, uh. <laughs> I said, the Yankees, biggest rival. They're like, who? I'm like, oh, why doesn't anybody like sports anymore? <laughs> Man, and I'm actually kind of like, if there's anybody, I, I would have thought Ben might have got that. Which, Beantown or Cheers? Cheers. He did not. I know he didn't. He did not. But I thought maybe. But on Cheers, yeah. one time. Uh, Woody was oh, the bartender. One of my favorite TV characters. 
Hey, man, Coach. Both. Coach. Two oh, good bartenders. Man, Coach was awesome. Um, he was talking about, somebody was talking about how that's something hurt their feelings, hurt their feelings, or traumatic event, something. Yeah. And he said, you know what I do? He said, whenever something hurts me or when I think about a pain from my past and it starts coming up, coming up, I just shove it down harder <laughs> and harder and harder. And the great Fraser Crane was sitting there at the bar before his show even started. And yeah. he just turned and he went, tick, tick. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> That's one of the ways people try to get rid of their hurts is yeah. just shoving it down, but it don't work. No. That is my clinical opinion. Right. It don't work. It don't work at all. It ain't going to work at all. Man. I mean, and I think as an industry, uh, as far as helping people with hurts, I think everybody can do better. People can do way better. Lots of people can do better. Lots of, and, and to, to finalize your, yes. your, your talking there, I really do want people to subscribe to the show. Yes. Um, and subscribe to email. Follow us on the Facebook or oh. the Twitter. Yes. Um, all those things. Comment. Yes. You can do better by doing that. Um, you can ask questions because I, one of the things we're doing today is talking about a visual uh, uh, example, illustration. Yes. That's kind of hard for over the air great pod so it is but if you have questions please ask us yeah please do absolutely so that's how you can do better let's talk about some other people in uh in the world that might need to do better how about um let me see here how about eric rim eric rim i like his name he Eric's could do right he could uh eric rim could could do a better job of uh his job which <laughs> is he says some people would be, or the, the article says, some people would be upset if they ordered a small fry and only got six potato sticks. But Eric Rim, a professor at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, called the potato a starch bomb in a recent New York Times article and suggested if you must indulge, you should limit the portion size to six. Fries. Not orders. <laughs> right. I'm down with six orders of right. fries. Right. I want to, so just being from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would just be like, all right, buddy, hold my beer. We put French fries on our sandwiches. We put French fries on our salads. We go to Kennywood, which is an amusement park, to eat the French fries there, man. <laughs> it's all about the French fry. <laughs> Double fried. Oh, Fresh cut, so with good. The ka -junk, ka -junk oh, you want machine? gravy? You want cheese? You want ketchup? You on. want all of it? I only want six. <laughs> now, as you mentioned earlier, yeah, I am not averse to clean eating, right. and so when I say do better, and I do appreciate the fact that he says if you must, if you must, if you must, you are Man. wasting time telling anyone, yeah, who's going to eat a fry, yeah. Eat six. Yeah. Now, I mean, the the number of, I mean, the the oils are involved and everything else, it's made to make you want a million. Yes. You're not going to eat six. I, I think it was the great uh, prophetic scholar, whatever you want to call him, Sinbad. Sinbad, yes. That talked about Nutri-Chips. Nutri-Chips. <laughs> Open the bag, eat one chip. Close the bag. <laughs> if I could do that, I wouldn't need nutrients. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hydrogenated oils, I believe, is the term I was looking for. 
that are so unbelievably addictive that it makes you want more and more and more. So you do. I so good. I love French fries. I don't. You know, we talked about bread earlier, and that's my thing. Like, you know, and I hate the term cheat day because mm-hmm. cheat day is cheat weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and cheat. Well, I'll start over in January when I have my New Year's resolution. Right. Bro, if you're going to do it, do it. If right. you're not going to do it, don't do it. Right. And don't be telling people they can have six. Because now you made them feel bad when right. they had ten. Right. You know, own it, do it, get it out, do it again the next, no, not the next day. Wait a month. Right. 80, 20, or whatever rule you want to follow. It's all 220, about li- 221, whatever right, it takes. Right, right, right. It's all ballpark. 110%. Now. <laughs> oh, now people are shutting off their... Their phones, they're closing their podcast. This will be, uh, if, if one Ryan Lowe is listening to this show. If he ever listens. He just clicked off. He hates the 100 <laughs> and. I gave 100 and. No, you didn't. No, you and you didn't. know what? Here's my thing. Yeah. I did the best I could. Uh, really? That's remarkable. I don't know that I've ever done the best I could at anything in my entire life. It's fair. And yet, I did the best I could. Uh. I'll bet you didn't. <laughs> I'm, matter of fact, I'm sure you didn't. Or else your very best It's not very good. <laughs> I still have hope. One day I'm going to get to like 60% Nobody of ever what I'm s- capable of. I think you put it on one of your plays. Nobody said it after. Uh, after they've done something well. After they've well. done something great. Full disclosure, that's an Adam Carolla thing. Yeah. That's their, That's when they say, hey, I did the best I could. Yeah. Nobody does that after they accomplish something. Right. No. You win You win the marathon. I did the best I could. Did the I best could. I could, and I won. <laughs> hey, look, I did the best I could. And what does Adam Carolla say? Don't do your best. Yes. Do my best. Oh, that's so uh, arrogant and so wonderful. I wish I had the guts to say that to somebody. Right? I don't. I don't either. I don't. Talk about a guy comfortable in his own skin, and yet not. He's a I pretty remember. fascinating guy. He is indeed. Um, it's not his podcast, though. What else we got? This is our podcast. Yeah, it is. Oh, you know, it's just another story. We were talking about education earlier, weren't we, Eric? Yeah. We were. Uh, here's a story, um, and normally we say because Florida... You know, all the stories are in Florida. <laughs> yeah. But ironically not, but not altogether dissimilar. And no, it's not Germany where all the other weird stories happen. All right. Um, California teacher. Right. Who sang the national anthem. Now, what's wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Sounds great. While forcibly cutting, student's hair has been arrested. What is that? What? what? Like... <laughs> What does that even mean? Well, let's forcibly, like they're forcing a haircut onto the person. This is Fox News. Yeah. Headline: uh, Land of the Free, Home of the Shaved. Oh, oh we got somebody. We clever. They are. That is going to be an award right there. <laughs> a California teacher was arrested on child endangerment charges after she seemingly was caught on video cutting hair off a student's head while shouting, not only shouting lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner, yeah. uh, incorrect <laughs> lyrics <laughs> to the Star Spangled Banner. Um, now, see, in the headline, it says, sang national anthem. Yeah. But in the article, it says, shouted. So I don't... Uh, that, that, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, Margaret Geisinger, 52, was taken into custody after police responded to reports of a teacher endangering students with a, quote, pair of scissors. Now, I was a journalism major for one and a half semesters in college. I don't think I knew that. True story. 
Yeah. Uh, I was. They told me to complete it. I had to, I had to take f like four classes of Spanish, and I said, "I'm thinking of switching majors." Language wasn't my best thing. Yeah, not me either. But I don't know why we're putting in quotes. Pair of scissors. Right, like pair of pants. No, there's no pair of. Well, pants. but why is right. it in quotes? I don't know. Unless it's their, I don't know. At University Preparatory High School in Visalia, the Visalia Times Delta reported Wednesday. A video online showed the woman telling a student to take a seat, except it was a woman. She could have had a low voice, I don't know, <laughs> in a chair placed in front of the classroom. Nicole Dara covers breaking news, blah, blah, blah. That's the old article. That's all. There's no why. So two things. One. Do better. Do better. <laughs> do better. Do I have so many questions? So many questions. What why do you? On? Hey, you know what? Nicole Dara, you wrote this article. Do better. Do better. That's a double do better. Do, oh. oh. Or is it do better squared? Oh. That would be in parentheses, not quotes. Oh. I have so many questions. I can do math. Man. Not grammar. Oh. My mother was a grammar teacher. So many questions. Wow. So many questions. Why? why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. We'll just have to... What did this girl do? Wait in suspense. Why? I don't want a victim blame. Right. And I can't imagine what this girl would do that people would say, you know what that girl needs? She needs to be dragged in front of her classmates and have her hair cut off. Maybe she did. I can't imagine what though. <laughs> like, did she say, I don't like America and I hate bald people? <laughs> even then. Right. Even then. Right. Even then, I don't think that's justified. I don't think so. Okay. And again, well, I don't want to make, f I mean, we're not, I am making fun of this teacher, clearly. Right. She has to do better. Absolutely. But there is an underlying level of seriousness that she can't be well. Oh. She can't be well. I can't imagine that she's she's well. If she's like, no, I'm proud of that. Right. I thought it was appropriate. Uh, I learned that in school. California. California. West Coast, Florida. West Coast. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. It is the Florida of the West Coast. <laughs> I've heard that never. <laughs> you heard it here first. Do you know why that teacher did that, Eric? Deep down, her cup <sighs> really <So> full. <laughs> really full. Over full. And, and instead of... You know, different. The over she cuts she well, she cuts her students' hair while screaming the national anthem in in incorrect verses. Yeah, and and, and I you think, see it all the time. Right. <laughs> Weekly basis. Yeah, um, but I mean that's that's kind of the thing. The whole premise of our show is if you let those hurts fester. This is what you get. Oh man, you end up. You get either like something really like serious and hurtful, or something oh, like totally off the rails, ridiculous, hurtful. That's like. What would make somebody do this? Hurts. 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 Uh, but on that note, do better. Again, subscribe to the show. Yes. Subscribe Look to for the, the show email. notes. Look for the show notes. You can uh, check out anything that we've talked about on the show um, in the show notes. Subscribe or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you're listening in California, oh. be careful of the teachers who cut hair. Yeah. But yeah, if you do... If you're in California, say hi to Brian. Yes. We miss him greatly. Oh, uh, maybe he'll meet her. And maybe he will maybe he talk to her, her and comfort her and oh, meet yes. her emotional needs. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He will cry with her. Pro oh, man. Problems being solved. How weird if that actually happened. Though. That would be unbelievable. That <laughs> so would be unbelievable. He'd be like, so I was at this bar. <laughs> and this lady comes in and says, you know, wanted. <laughs> you know, I was driven to forcefully cut some kid's hair the other day. <laughs> He's like, I understand how you feel. She's like, really? He's like, no, I don't. Man, that's great. Uh, all I right. Miss Brian. On that note, 
Yes. Um, Brian, we miss you, and we will see you next week, buddy. And, we appreciate uh, everybody for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Being a part of sitting at the table, Love hanging it. out with us. Love it. My goodness, we can't wait to talk to you some more. Uh, and on that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.